0: I learned from that experience that what I thought I knew was hardly enough to move to the next level. My parents were flabbergasted, and I was surprised too, and not in a good way. But it caused me to dig a little deeper in my studies at a very important time in my life. You know, seventh grade's pretty important. She took her job very seriously and was always encouraging. By the time I finished her class, I received an A in English. Amen. If you want some perspective as to how long ago this was for me, most of you will know this. The brand new hit song during that year was Let's Stay Together by Al Green. Amen. (laughs) Going back in the day. Amen. My first English teacher in the ninth grade at Chanel High School was Father James. Now, he was a pleasant older gentleman with white hair, and his classes were legendary because he would crack open the windows of his classroom during the winter months, which, according to his theory, and I'm going to use his voice, will keep all the students awake and help them get their blood pumping. You know, my theory was that I was freezing to death and that I would need someone to pump my chest to revive me. Anyway, you didn't, wouldn't dare fall asleep in his class or you might have been called out, carried out on a stretcher because of hypothermia. My class motto for Father James was stay awake, stay alive. Amen. Well, it got better from there. Praise the Lord. I enjoyed my class experiences in 11th and 12th grade with Mr. Edward Gotch, where he taught algebra and calculus, and in 12th grade with Mr. Bruce Domsky, who taught AP English. Our big book for that year was to read and review The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. My senior year of high school was my breakout year, as I had my best GPA and overall best overall experience as a student. Now, learning goes on from there. I will never forget Dr. Vincent McHale, who was my political science teacher at Case Western Reserve University. He was so engaging that his classes really challenged my approach to national and international affairs. And I'll never forget his comment that there were so many lawyers in the field that time that some of them will be marching off the cliff for a lack of work. I made up my mind at that moment that I was not going to law school. Amen? Amen. Even in my adulthood, my encounters during my master's program at Crown College with Dr. James Kalman and Dr. Gary Keisling were very special and formative as I grew in my studies. And finally, my most recent clinical pastoral education class with Fred Madrin in Indianapolis made me helped to reflect more about who I was as an individual in learning more about becoming a chaplain. In any vocational environment, it is important for you to know who you are as a person before you can reach out and effectively help someone else. Amen. What I hope you can see from my experience is that teachers do a lot more than just teach subjects. More than just teach subjects, they provide all sorts of wisdom and knowledge from their own education and from their own personal experiences that shape the lives of every person that they come in contact with, every one of them. Many teachers, whether they know it or not, are always providing this wisdom and knowledge, whether they're inside or Or outside the classroom. Because that's just who they are. That's who they're wired to be. Teaching is a God-given talent and ability. Amen? It is a God-given talent and ability. It is referenced in Scripture as one of the gifts referenced within the body of Christ. For those of you who have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 12. We'll take a quick look at verses 6 through 8 in Romans 12. Romans 12, verses 6 through 8. I'm going to be looking or reading from the NIV version. do it cheerfully. Interestingly, if you look at this verse very carefully, teachers use all of these attributes in carrying out their responsibilities. Service, encouragement, giving, leadership, and mercy. Although some students might argue about the mercy part, but they do give mercy. Amen? We will look at one of these attributes that's mentioned here, leadership. Leaders perform their duties with care and concern for those that they are responsible for, which leads to the title of this message, Teachers are Leaders. Teachers are Leaders. The Bible stresses the importance of gaining wisdom and knowledge, and in listening to others who have their own experiences to share with you. Jesus Christ spent the better part of two years giving instruction to his disciples. He was a patient teacher in the same way as scripture is defined. Uh, For those, again, who have your Bibles, go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we'll take a quick look at verses 16 and 17. Second Timothy, Timothy three, verses 16 and 17. It says that all this is from the English standard version. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction. And for training in righteousness that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Well, that's what Jesus Christ was doing for his disciples. They were being trained by Jesus Christ and trained for a very good reason. They were to be the ones who were going to carry forth the good news after Christ was going to leave them. He was the ultimate teacher. He was referred to in scripture as rabbi, which means teacher. Jesus provided the instruction... And later opened their minds to understand their scriptures. That's in Luke 24:45. Well, in order for him to open their minds to the scriptures, they had to be taught something. They had to be given instruction. Their ministry, as well as anyone's ministry, has to begin and continue with teaching and not only teaching, but being open to be taught as well. Being open to be taught. To learn. Teachers share this information freely and openly. And it is good and beneficial to be a teacher of not only God's word, but in all areas of life. Teachers are leaders. Teaching carries with it a tremendous responsibility. Tremendous responsibility. You really know a teacher who loves their work if they don't care what they're getting paid. Amen? And some of us look at our checks once and twice and three times, but you don't do it necessarily for the money. You do it for the love of it. However, teaching is not for everyone. Amen? Amen? It's Not for everybody. Let's make that very clear. And even Scripture addresses that. James chapter 3, verse 1, please. James chapter 3, verse 1. We all have different gifts and talents that God gives to us. And some of us have a gift to teach. And some of us need to leave it alone. Amen? Amen? <laughs> Just telling the truth. Nothing wrong with that. You do what you're supposed to do according to how God gifts you and talents you. But not everybody's a teacher. It says in James 3.1, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. It's a responsibility. It's a big deal. If you don't take it seriously, don't do it. That's what that means, basically. Don't do it. Judged by who, by the way? Well, by God himself is going to judge you. That's who. He's going to judge you. Whether you're teaching the Bible from Sunday school or from the pulpit or a college professor or a high school instructor, you are charged with making sure that whatever you are teaching is guided in the right direction. Though this verse to follow is intended for those who mislead young people, causing them to move away from Jesus Christ, you get the overall idea of its message. Go to Luke chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. Now, the intent of this message is not to get somebody to go away from Jesus Christ. But you know what? Teachers have a responsibility to teach what's right and teach what's good and teach what's appropriate because there is a responsibility behind it. And not to gloss over it, I'll just make it a quick mention. He said to his disciples, again, that this is in Luke 17, verses 1 and 2, Offenses will certainly come, but woe to the one they come through. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck, and he were thrown into the sea, than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Teachers that I know don't want to see their students stumble. They don't want to see their children fail. They don't want to see that. The ones that really care want to see them succeed. And there's a responsibility that they have to make sure they're on the right path to success. So now you get the grasp of how this God-given attribute has a great responsibility. It's not to be taken lightly. Amen? Teachers are leaders. They are meant to be leaders they are an important part of God's creation they teach because they are born to teach others and they do it for the love of it amen I had teachers in my life that genuinely loved to teach every day had the same approach had a fresh approach a good approach Teachers lead because they possess these six attributes that I'm going to share with you now, of which each begin with the letters from the word leader. Amen. Leader. Teachers are leaders. First, for the L in leader, teachers are learners. A good teacher is willing to learn from others. Amen. Once you get your teaching degree, you don't say, I'm all done now. There's still more learning to do. There's still more that you can take in. There's still more for you to even understand, even from what you've been taught in the past. We live in changing times. We live in a changing world. And you as a teacher have to be flexible to deal with those changing times and the people you come across. Not everyone's going to learn the same way. Some students are going to be faster. Some students are going to be slower. Certainly, you have to be open to teach in that way to address all of those issues. You're still learning, even on the job. Amen? You're still learning. Good teachers willing to learn from others. It's logical, of course, but not all teachers, when they think they know it all, remain teachable. If you think you know it all, you can't nobody tell you nothing. Amen? And that's not even good English, but you know exactly what I'm saying. Can't nobody tell you nothing because you know it all. A good teacher knows that he or she does not know it all. Amen? A good Bible teacher is always reading and studying. It's important to stay humble in order to be open to learning more and as a result, doing more for your students. The more you learn, the more you're going to do for your students. Please turn to Titus 2, verses 7 and 8. Titus chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. One thing that a teacher absolutely has to do as they continue to learn and go through additional learning, is be humble. Humble that they need to learn more and do more. And they do that in a way to show that they're students. That number one, you're a human being. Number one, you are someone to be looked up to and present yourself well. this verse kind of speaks to this. It says in Titus 2, verses 7 and 8, English Standard Version, Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned. So that an opponent may not may be put to shame, having nothing, nothing evil to say about us. Don't give your students a reason to criticize you because of something you've done. Amen? Am I being blunt about it or not? I mean, that's what you want. You want them to be able to look to you in such a way where they can't criticize you. You present everything and do so with a life of integrity. Notice how this goes a little bit even beyond the subject matter of the classroom. You gain respect in the classroom by how you carry yourself in the classroom and how people see you. Next, the E in leader refers to being energetic. Energetic. Teaching with energy. An effective teacher is one who consistently approaches their job with energy. A teacher with energy is infectious in a positive way to his or her students. It has an amazing effect as it indicates to the student that learning is fun and exciting. Amen? Well, don't be so enthusiastic. (laughs) Learning is fun and exciting. That's what you want your students to see, that it's fun. And you know, there are going to be days where you're not feeling your best. I get it. It all happens to us. But you know what? You almost have to be like an entertainer. Put that entertainment face on and get out there and do your job and entertain. And make sure you're giving that energy out to the people there. You know how some kids are when they get to be a certain age, 11 and 12 years old, and they're ready to fall asleep on their desks. you got to wake them up. I wouldn't necessarily open the windows like Father James did to me and freeze them to death doing that. But there are ways for you to convey energy and do that. But you know what? That's going to be a natural thing because you love what you do. If you love what you do, you give it your best. That's what you're going to do. And you've got to be creative doing it too. Make the subject interesting. There's nothing wrong with making the learning experience for your students a happy and memorable one. Amen? Really important. The A in leader refers to application as an applying knowledge in your instruction. Your knowledge may indeed be from your own training, but effective teaching and communication also involves sharing your own personal experiences Or providing examples to round out the instruction process. A great lesson in scripture scripture, is a demonstration of love is the parable of the Good Samaritan. To explain love, you have to demonstrate and show what that is. That's from Luke 10, verses 25 through 37. It was the perfect way to describe how a person loves God and a neighbor. Sometimes you have to come up with examples. Real life living examples to teach and provide something for people to hang on to, to remember what they're being taught. Well, you're going to have to share some of yourself a little bit. That's okay. You don't have to share your personal business, but share just enough so that people get the message. Application is really important. The D in leader refers to devotion. Devotion. Devotion is loving your work as a teacher and having a devotion for your students. There's something to be said about having an emotional connection with the work that you do. Amen? An emotional connection. That's the love of your work. If it is used properly, it can have a dynamic effect within the classroom. Teachers love what they do and do what they love. The second E in leader is for expecting greatness. Expecting greatness. Teachers are to strive for the best. I don't care what the standards are that they put out there as far as judging teachers. I don't care what it is about grading. I don't care what it is about hitting minimum standards. You're much better than that. Teachers need to strive to be the best that they are. I don't care what the standards are. Your students deserve that. They deserve the best from you. And you should expect them to be great. And not just to pass through. Amen? Y'all know what I mean by pass through. Passing through is not good enough. We got a lot of folks out here who can't read. A lot of adults who can't read. The statistics are staggering. Reading and math are the two most important subjects you can have that you can carry into adulthood. If you can barely pass math and you can barely read, you're going to have a heck of a time getting a job somewhere or going to the grocery store and even knowing what you're buying. Expect greatness. Challenge them. Put forth your best effort and expect them to strive as well as you're striving. As Jesus wants each of us to be our best in Christ, teachers must also want their students to pursue excellence. Excellence is the realization of one's pursuit of greatness, to be excellent. Teachers must have high expectations for themselves as well as their students. Success breeds success. You've heard that before, haven't you? Success breeds success. If you're successful as a teacher, guess what? Your students are going to be successful. And it just keeps going and going and growing from generation to generation to generation. Success breeds success. And teachers are the ultimate catalysts for a student's drive to be as good as one can be. For those who have your Bibles, first Timothy chapter four verse eleven. First Timothy chapter four verse eleven. It's a short verse, but it's a powerful verse. It applies to all of us. Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Notice how it says everyone, everyone, everyone in your classroom needs to learn. Everyone has a benefit from your instruction by learning. Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Do the best you can. Give it your best effort. And they will see that coming from you and they'll respond to that. Finally, the R in LEADER stands for results-oriented. Results-oriented. A teacher wants to see students progress over time and at the same time gain more confidence in their own abilities. Amen? We want to see them get stronger and more confident as they go along. Their students reflect a love for learning that will become more and more evident As they show their progress. You know, once you light that fire in a student to learn, you can't put it out. Your responsibility is to light that fire so that you can start to see results in their life. And knowing that everyone learns differently, that's fine as long as you see progress. Because when they leave your classroom, they go to another teacher, hopefully that fire continues to burn. That's what you want to see. But while you have them, you stoke that flame. That's what you have to do. Luke chapter 6, verse 40, please. A very, very telling verse. This is what you want to see your students Become. Eventually. Luke six forty. This version is from the Holman Christian Center Bible. It says the student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher when fully trained. That's what you want. You want the children in your class, a teacher wants nothing better than to see his or her students become dynamic leaders and professionals. They want the best for them. And that is why teachers set the bar very high in pushing their students to reach for success. You want the students in your class to be like you, effective teachers in whatever they do. They may be teachers. They may be working in the workplace. They may be managers. They may be supervisors. They may be directors. They may be CEOs. One of them may even grow up one day to be president. Amen? But you don't know unless you try. You want to leave your imprint on them while you have them. And have them remember you. As being someone who took the time and cared about them very deeply. But that's what teachers do. Amen? That's what you do. You want the best for your students, and that's why teachers set the bar very high in pushing their students to reach for success. Teachers lead by example. Teachers lead by example. They are learners. They are energetic. They apply their knowledge as they teach. They are devoted to their jobs. And amen to that. Amen to being devoted to your job. They expect greatness from their students. They are results oriented. Teachers make sacrifices, many, many sacrifices for the sake of their students. And you know what I mean by sacrifices. Amen? You want them to have the best. You don't settle for less, you want them to have the best, the best tools, the best equipment the best writing materials, the best books, whatever they need to get it done, you see to it. And that's a sacrifice. And i got to tell you, it's well appreciated. Because it's not about looking about somebody else giving you something or doing something for you. You've got something before you and you say, you know what, i got to get the job done right now. I can't wait around for somebody else to do it for me. And you take care of it. And I can share with you, I really appreciate the sacrifice. They'll do what they love, and they love what they do. Teachers build today's leaders because teachers are leaders. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you for how you show us in many different ways how you are working throughout our world today by inspiring people to take ownership and responsibility over giving instruction, wisdom, and knowledge to other people. We thank you for those who dedicate their lives to teaching. Lord, we know it's a great sacrifice. And sometimes it's a thankless job. But Lord, we thank you. And we pray that you will bless those individuals who put themselves out to reach out to other people in giving instruction and sacrificing a great deal. But Lord, we thank you also for the love of those teachers, for their students, and for their dedication. We thank you for those who just give everything they have because it's a God-given gift to do it. And we pray and thank you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.